a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. spiritual home for so many in our nation's capital. The Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Join Boyd Matheson as he hosts lawmakers, Washington VIPs, and members of the church. This week, special broadcasts of Inside Sources, live from the open house of the D.C. Temple. You know, we often look to the speaking abilities of United States senators to try to solve the nation's biggest problems. A bipartisan group of senators may have found a better solution in silence. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, Congress is often a, a very loud and rowdy place and known for its division and part, partisanship. Uh, but lawmakers have found a place where they can come together and find a little peace and a little quiet. The Washington, D.C. Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has opened its doors for some tours this week and will be open to the general public uh, beginning on Thursday uh, and into early June where people can come from all faiths, from all walks of life and see the inside of this historic and iconic building in our nation's capital. Uh, we've been broadcasting here and we had the opportunity last night to witness a, a bipartisan moment. Uh, you had senators from uh, both sides of the aisle coming to the temple with Utah Senator Mike Lee and Utah Senator uh, Mitt Romney uh, to go through uh, together this experience of uh, going inside the Washington, D.C. Temple. And so I want to share, uh, as we start the program today, some of the uh, reactions and comments that uh, we heard after they had been through their tour of the temple here. Of course, uh, every member of the Senate uh, recognizes the building and has passed it uh, more times than they can count. Uh, from the outside as they uh, travel by the Beltway there uh, going into our nation's, nation's capital. Uh, and so I want to get into a couple of the, the comments there. Let's start with Utah Senator Mitt Romney. Uh, he talked about his experience touring the D.C. Temple with his colleagues and staff. And this was really great to be able to be here with about 15 or 20 of my Senate colleagues, but also a number of our staff members, and to be able to go to the temple with a, uh, an apostle, uh, a prophet of the Lord, and to hear him describe the temple and let people understand what we believe. Uh, one senator said to me, didn't realize you guys were as Christian as you are. I said, absolutely. That's the, the, the heart of our faith. So it was a, a wonderful experience to be here with, with friends and to have them share something that's so important in my life. Again, that was Utah Senator Mitt Romney uh, just moments after going through the Washington, D.C. Temple with many of his colleagues. Uh, one of those colleagues, Senator Bill Cassidy, a Republican from Louisiana, uh, he had a, an interesting experience and had some really insightful uh, things to share as he came out uh, when we talked to him and asked him how he felt uh, when he went and visited inside the temple. It's, of course, beautiful. Secondly, there is a sense of peace. 
And you also have a sense of place. Ends up having significance for someone like me, who's a tourist, if you will. I thought that was so interesting, the way Senator Cassidy framed that. That, of course, the temple was beautiful and it's stunning. Uh, many people have uh, commented on the artwork on the interior, the diversity of, of the art and the images. Uh, so he, he mentioned that. But then he went to this component. We've heard a lot of uh, those who have gone through from ambassadors and dignitaries uh, talking about it being a, a sense of peace in that building as they've gone through it. But I loved what Senator Cassidy said uh, in terms of place. He said there's a sense of peace, but there's also a sense of place. And he talked about that in terms of this relationship of humans and God and and what that place is. And getting to that place uh, is where peace actually begins. Uh, we continued and asked uh, Senator Cassidy uh, about how all of this connects together, how it uh, incorporates some of the things in terms of the first freedoms, the First Amendment in particular, uh, and how all of that is inter- interconnected. And Senator Cassidy, again, Republican from Louisiana, said the, the temple just helped him feel closer to God. I think what it tries to do is draw you to a closer relationship with God. Now, from that flows religious liberty. From that flows everything you need to do to protect the ability to have that special relationship. I can't say that was my primary focus. My primary focus was, wow, this is drawing one closer to God. So I, I love that insight, uh, that it starts. Uh, he looked at it the, the way that he was starting with his connection to God, and then that from that connection to God flowed the rights to worship as you please that freedom of religion and freedom of speech and freedom to assemble uh, and so i thought that was an interesting combination from the senator from louisiana to talk about again both that place uh, and then also that connection that you have to have that connection to god first and then from that flows the freedoms that we have to protect so that all can do that as they choose and i think that was an interesting uh, framing it was really interesting. All of the uh, senators that were there last night, uh, of course, had a, a, a just a high-impact experience. Uh, but part of that was where we began the show, uh, and that is uh, it wasn't about what was said, and it wasn't about uh, the comments that were made. Uh, it was the moment where they actually had some silence, uh, where they went into uh, the celestial room there in the temple, uh, we've seen those images, and uh, CBS, of course, did a, uh, a full report on that last week. And in that room, uh, that they didn't say anything at all. There was uh, no real tour guide guiding and going through at that point. Uh, they were just asked to, to sit there in, in silence. And that was a stirring and a profound moment, I think, for all of those members of the United States Senate. Uh, to recognize the power of that kind of silence in that kind of place uh, and really put everything into perspective for so many of them. Uh, a little later on in the program today, we're going to share my interview with Ambassador to Turkey, uh, Jeff Flake. Of course, he was a former senator, so he was actually there last night with uh, many of his former colleagues in the United States Senate. And so we're going to share that interview. Uh, but he reflected similarly on uh, the comments made by many of his colleagues uh, in terms of that sense of peace, that sense of place, uh, and that connectedness 
that uh, that everyone feels uh, as they go through there. And so we're going to continue to kind of break that all down. We'll look at some international components in terms of what this means uh, for a worldwide church and uh, what that influence is here in Washington, D.C. And so we're going to have continued coverage uh, throughout that uh, throughout the afternoon here on Inside Sources, and we uh, will also break down some of the news of the day as we break down, of course, Elon Musk buys Twitter, and that leads to a lot of questions about freedom of speech in particular. Uh, We'll also talk about some great humanitarian efforts uh, that are going on uh, in terms of uh, more aid and uh, help for refugees uh, in Ukraine, so we'll break that down as well, as well as some history of the church here. We'll get some international focus. We'll look at some of the Supreme Court cases that are being held here in our nation's capital today. So it's a very busy day in our nation's capital. It's a little drizzly out there right now. And uh, uh, as those who have lived in Washington, D.C. know, it uh, it rains and then the humidity spikes up and the sun comes out. And uh, for those uh, with long hair, it gets very frizzy very fast. Uh, but uh, it's a busy day in our nation's capital and so we're going to continue to uh, continue these conversations make sure you stay with us 135 will be my conversation with ambassador to turkey jeff flake uh, and he will share some things that are very interesting that we haven't been talking about when it comes to the battle in ukraine and russia's intentions and things that turkey can actually do that will make a difference uh, in how that all plays out so we'll break all of that down again we're broadcasting live from uh, Washington, D.C., from our nation's capital uh, today, and uh, we'll continue to follow that as we move through here on Inside Sources. We'll go ahead and uh, take a quick commercial break, and uh, when we come back from the break, we'll keep in that think again mode and uh, look a little bit more internationally as it relates to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Elder and Sister Tay, and uh, we'll have that conversation coming up next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.